You are listening to Grit and Grace, where I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you and bringing stories to you of the most amazing women that are crushing it in business and in life. My name is Tomberly, and I'm a social impact entrepreneur, where I help businesses grow their community impact and their bottom line through their partnerships with nonprofit organizations. I'm also the founder of Tomberly's Tribe, a brand new group of female experts that from all different fields are helping women grow to their highest level of potential. Join us on this journey by downloading the Himalaya app, which is free, and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all of the new shows that are coming out. Welcome to my show. Welcome back to another episode of Grit and Grace. And I'm really excited because not only do I have a fun, inspiring, smart, beautiful, intelligent woman with me today, she is also productive in her career in real estate. Brielle, thanks for joining me. Oh, I love seeing you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just happy to be with you again. <laughs> I know, right? Second time. I know. I don't mind it. I love talking to you. You're one you of know, my we, we could say that the first time we talked was just like a practice to for sure. what, and, and we got to know each other a little better. Absolutely. So yeah. Brielle, tell us about, let's talk about the corporate side mm-hmm. first. Tell us what you do and who you work for. Yes. So um, I do corporate real estate, not residential. Um, and I work for Cressa. It's a wonderful uh, commercial real estate firm to hang your hat with. Uh, they are a uh, private firm and we specialize in tenant representation. So we only so what do- what does that mean, tenant representation? That means for people that are looking for space, businesses that are looking for space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, businesses, uh, yeah, just really businesses. Um, um, and we do that because a long time ago, um, like in the 60s, I believe, uh, before corporate real estate was really a thing, on the residential side, uh, there were a ton of complications around buyer representation and mm. um, buyers, home buyers, getting screwed essentially in deals because brokers were either uh, representing both parties, which is never really a good decision mm-hmm. if you really need like consultation around real estate itself. Um, or, you know, like as you know, you've probably bought a home, you bought mm-hmm. a car, mm-hmm. all the risk falls on the buyer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, the seller really doesn't have anything to lose um, other than his return on investment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really critical that buyers had, you know, sole buyer representation. Um, so here comes Cressa about 30 years ago uh, on the commercial scene. And I just love it because I feel like I can really go to my clients and say, you know, this is what I do. This is all I do, Mm. right? I know from start to finish everything it is that you're going to deal with, everything that you're going to need to know. And I like being that expert. And, you know, a lot of the listeners to the show and guests on the show are entrepreneurs. Um, Some are solopreneurs, but some are planning to scale. So they're all at different Mm -hmm. stages. And in a lot of cases, um, this type of industry doesn't require space, but if they do, yeah. would you say that the majority of people that are looking for space that they look to purchase or lease? Yeah, I think it depends. Well, finance is number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Your finances. Let's let's get that out there. Uh, the second thing I'd say is just the longevity of your business, right? Mm. Um you know, if you're going to purchase, uh, that is not only could be like a long-term, uh, investment, Mm -hmm. um, but you have to also consider your, your business and how it's going to scale and how it's going to grow and what you might need, you know, five years, 10 years down the road. 
Um, you know, I'll just use tech for an example because we are in a gig economy and tech is just everywhere mm-hmm. right now. Right. Buying might not be the best option if you're going to grow, a, you know, by 50 new people in the next two years, you know, or are you buying for that growth? Right. right. Um, you know, cause a, a lease, but then on the same side, you know, when you're comparing that to a lease, um, you know, you may be stuck in a lease for three, five years. So you're still gonna have to plan, but at least, you know, in a lease, you're able to sublease or, you know, there are ways you can get out of your lease and you pay, but of course, purchasing is more out of pocket at one time. So, right. Well, and I, I like to think of, um, where we're at right now, which is be creative studio and learning lab, which is in Lakewood. And I know Beth who owns the space, she does a variety of different things in the space. Like she, it's, it's a creative space for different types of programs that can happen here. And isn't it possible for people that are purchasing space that may not have the ability to use it all now, but they know they need it to make it multi-purposed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for a space like this, um, you know, this is wonderful for what you guys are doing. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about any issues like zoning. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people want to go down that rabbit hole of, oh, I'll, I'll purchase this office building right now. And then three years down the road, I'll use it as like a storefront. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, then you got to change the zoning and that gotcha. could be a heck of a process. So you can help saying, with all of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Cressa is located in Denver. Yeah, so we're headquartered in DC. Uh, we're an international company, actually. Mm, so, interesting. Yeah, so uh, Denver is the only Colorado office that we have. Um, but yeah, we are certainly international, and I am stoked to be doing international deals at some point. Yay! Um, but yeah, no, they're they're great. Um, and one thing I love about Cressa, and I say this every time I start talking about them, but I love it because it's a huge company. I think we're at like 1,500 employees at this point around the world. And it does not matter what market you're in or what part of the world. All of the advisors underneath Cressa are pretty much the same person. Um, We're all very passionate about what we do. We take a lot of pride in our work. And we're aggressive to the extent that if we're no longer truly bringing, you know, like, value or our work is compromised, we get upset, right? Because this industry is so saturated and it is so dense. I mean, I'm not the only Mm -hmm. broker that you probably know, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Same goes for residential Mm -hmm. and, you know, deal flow and volume gets to be an issue in this industry. And I've noticed that people will compromise their work to just get a deal done and Mm -hmm. and get paid. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, like across the board, Cressa does not believe in that. I mean, that's that that goes against why the company was e- even created, right? Like to do, you know, the best work for our clients, um, specialized or, or, or not, but we are specialized. Mm. And I, I like that you guys are client driven because that means you're sticking by values. Absolutely. And um, I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about this because you have a ton of very interesting and fascinating stories <laughs> about what it's like to be the only female in the Denver office and, and you are, you are not the female that tries to blend in to work with the men. You are, (laughs) you are, you are a woman after my own heart because you (laughs) embrace your femininity as part of your success. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what was it like when you first started there being the only woman? I mean, how did that, how did that roll out? Uh, I, you know, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't a question that I asked initially, because, uh, you know, like you don't, you don't ask, oh, how no, many other women yeah, yeah, are going to be on my yeah. team? No. Yeah, no, nor do I care. Right. I, I don't care. I think that's right. very important to say, like, I don't 
care if yeah. I'm the only woman for the rest of the time I'm I'm at this office. Or if they bring in five more. Or if they bring in five more. I would yeah. love that. I would yeah. welcome that with yeah. open arms um, and a hug. Yeah. But um, no, I, I guess how I started was, um, you know, I did my initial interview. And then, you know, when you pass that, you go in and you meet kind of all of the managers at once. And mm-hmm. they give you just kind of a group, a group interview. And they do that um, because, you know, in this job, like many other jobs, but particularly in this job, you have to be confident enough and comfortable enough to walk into a room of, you know, influential people. Yeah, yeah decision yeah, makers yeah. and yeah. and own own it, yeah. you know? So they were like, all right, if you can't, if you can't do this uh, interview and this meeting. That's like meeting, your firing squad off cut. the bat. Yeah, yeah off the mm-hmm. bat, uh, which I really appreciated. So mm-hmm. I walk in there and, you know, they asked me some basic level questions. And then, uh, you know, they asked the open-ended one of, you know, so, you know, they always ask like, what do you want out of this job, right? Like, what's your, what, what's your goal? What's your plan? Um, I, I said, well, listen, I'm going to start out as a, you know, like, you know, like a level one advisor, right? And then I'm going to be a senior advisor. And then I'm going to be a managing principal. And then I might F around and be an employing broker with our office here if I choose to be. Um, and then I might just be the CEO of Cressa. <laughs> you know, I said, but that's my, I'm, I'm pretty sure that their jaws must have dropped that's open. <laughs> they, Is that what happened? They, 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 they just sat there and they, they gave me that we're on camera. So I'll do the, you know, like that little, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think as a woman, and we're talking about like embracing your femininity mm-hmm. in the workplace, you got to lay it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you have to. Especially in that type of position. And that I mean, type because, of position. Because you are, you are in a position where you are forward-facing sales and you are also customer-facing, which yes. means you have to be able to pivot both. and fill in both of those roles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that's important to know because I know a lot of people who work strictly in sales, yeah. but they're not the ones that actually are bringing the customers into the fold. Sure. And so I yeah. feel like you, know, you have to be able to build relationships, relationships on both sides, which means you have to connect to people. You do. Yeah, you have to connect with people. And, you know, I, I personally, I think the best way to connect with people is to be your authentic self, right? Yeah. And and so, and for me, you know, I am, I can be very aggressive, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I am a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm feminine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like we were talking about working out before we started mm-hmm. this, you know, segment. I work out too. I like to lift weights. I was an athlete my entire life, you mm-hmm. know, but if I'm not wearing heels, I'm wearing Nikes, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes I do wear Nikes with suits and oh, dresses. Oh, yes, you have to, you have to. And, and didn't skirts. you say that that one day that you, didn't you tell me a story once that you wore a suit and oh, you're, and you're. I and, get hate. And you, I, I, and I you get, wore I Nike shoes. I get shade. Listen, let me listen hear, let me hear up, about the outfit. Okay. <laughs> there, there was, a, <laughs> there was a particular story that I did tell, um, Taverly, ta, uh, Taverly last time we recorded this. And it was, I was at um, a, a, a tour. So, you know, I was like showing around a client to multiple properties in, in one day. Um, and, you know, especially if it's downtown, like I focus on the downtown market. Yeah, because you're, and you're a so city I'm, girl. So you're. I, I am, I'm, I'm an urban chick. Yeah. Okay. Have you been to New York? Have you been to Chicago? <laughs> Have you been to any other major city? Like they're not prancing around in heels all day. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it. We carry them in our bag. And I'm going to wear Nikes walking to the office and then I might put those heels back on, <laughs> you know, but you know, in a day when I have a client tour and I have to do a lot of walking, no, I'm not wearing heels. I'm going to wear a flat and it's probably going to be a, a sneaker. 
So it's going to be a dope sneaker, though. Yeah. <laughs> dope sneaker. That's the difference. That's the difference. <laughs> no, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing sneakers. And I think it was like the third or fourth um, spot we went to downtown. And the, the other broker says, um, you're wearing heels or you're, you're wearing sneakers. Why are you wearing heels? And I said, because I'm looking at seven properties today and I'm walking upstairs and I am um, walking around downtown from place to place. Would you want to walk around in heels? Was it a man? It was a man. Yeah, of course. course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I Sorry. just had to clarify. No, no, but yeah. yeah but I mean, I, I don't think a woman like a would, chick ask would that. know what I was talking yeah. about. You know, and I said, you wear shoes every day. Yeah. You know, don't, don't. And he was judgmental. It wasn't like when I gave that explanation. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, make makes sense. Right. He just like shrugged it off like, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm wearing, I'm that chick wearing sneakers with a dress. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Well, that's you being your, your true self. And, and, and the fact that you care enough about your body to be healthy, oh, yeah. to ditch the heels when you need to ditch the heels. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hey, that is just smart. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, you, my knees started to like really get inflamed on mm. days where I would wear heels all day. Mm. Um, Cause it's not good for your knees. Mm-hmm. It's not good for your hips. Like the the body is meant to be flat. Mm-hmm. It's how it was built. We right. weren't built standing up on right. our tippy toes. And I think you know? the last time I saw you too, you had on this really sweet, like sleeveless, like oh, I mean, sleeveless so this blazer. I know the sleeveless blazer. It I needs to do a comeback, it. or we need to find it. You well, have to send me a link for that. I didn't because... know I was going to be on camera oh, today. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So Hi, maybe Rocky. if I knew that, I would have worn these <laughs> sleeveless. No, I get so many compliments on that suit. It's they so need funny. to make more of that. Well, it's it's. We're in Colorado. <laughs> for anyone who's not in Colorado watching this, it's like 90 degrees outside. I walked in. I was outside for 30 seconds and I was hot. already sweating. Yes. It's you hot. know, no, I'm not wearing a full suit. Again, I just, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm very it's black a, and white on these things. It's, you know, it's really funny for me too, because anytime that I wear anything that's sleeveless, I have a very different appearance as mm-hmm. you can see, mm-hmm. but I could easily put on a dress suit, suit and a jacket and mm-hmm. I would have a very different reaction yeah. from people when I walk in the room. And that's mainly because I have a lot of tattoos, but I, I think about that sometimes, yeah. you know, do I really care what people think versus it's really hot out there. I want to wear something that yeah. I can comfortably sweat in. Yeah. You know, I, I find, and this is a beautiful thing. I find most people, they get it. Mm-hmm. Like they see you and they're like, Oh, I wish I was wearing yeah. a sleeveless blazer. I'm hot. Yeah. As heck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're just giggling inside. Yeah. You're like, ha And like, I, I, I do the same thing. Like when I see yeah. a woman walking around town and she's like wearing heels, like, I don't know where she's going. She could be walking two yeah. blocks and she could right. be just fine. But I do look at her and I'm like, oh, I hope she's I not hope in pain. She's, yeah, I hope she's not and, in pain. And you know she is. <laughs> but there's like rarely, I mean, the heels I'm wearing are actually, you can't see them under a table, but they're actually quite comfortable. They're like yeah, my go-to me too. heel. I have, I have some wedges on today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And plus I'm only going from the car to the studio and back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise I probably would be in something flat. Cause you know, I've had yeah. this crazy amount of surgeries on my body, my knees, my that. feet. Mm-hmm. So um, my body's really sensitive to heels. So I'm really careful about that. So that's why I, I just love the idea. I, I've never worn a suit with sneakers, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that. I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm going to do that. You know, I've been trying to find, cause I, I don't want to. Let's talk about dope sneakers though. Like what, where do you get good sneakers? So let's talk about this. We're way off topic here, which is totally fine. Let's well, talk. We're about talking about embracing femininity. Like if, if you're not someone that likes wearing heels, right. Let's talk but about you, good sneakers. Yeah. Cause I feel like there is a lot of pressure to, there's obviously pressure to look a certain way in, mm-hmm. in, in the workplace. Right. And um, I actually had a, re- a recent conversation with uh, one of the managers in my office 
because he likes to wear sneakers sometimes, but he wears very expensive Gucci or Prada sneakers mm. and mama can't afford that. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, I find alternatives and I don't know if, um, Nordstrom Rack, I love Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. That's a great place to get like cheap sneakers. But, you know, I just found a basic slip on. They don't even have, um, Laces like, and lace. actually, they're Doctor Scholl's. Let me tell you. Oh my you. gosh, I have a pair of Doctor Scholl's. Okay. Can I just tell you, I bought a pair of Doctor Scholl's, um, like ne- like wedge heels, sandals. I never want to take them off. Oh my gosh, they're, they're so amazing. Good. And I found just a, a black pair of slip-on shoes. They look like um, they almost look like Converse. Yeah. Without the sole, yeah. like the or like the tongue. Yeah. And the laces. Yeah. And they're so just funny. black and white, and they match with everything, and they're so comfortable. And I. Also, um, have been noticing that online, Doctor Scholl's is killing it. They have really. Is he I, even okay, still alive? Okay, so like I have to CEO. tell you. So these these sandals I got recently, they have like a little wedge heel. They have they're a strappy sandal, and they have a little zip in the back, so they're really fitted. But they're a little bit of a heel. Mm-hmm. But I could wear them all day, all day long. So I feel like I'm wearing a heel, but I also feel like I'm wearing Doctor yeah. Scholl's. You know, I just need like that little. The little lift. The little well, lift. Well, plus it helps the calves a little. It does. I mean, it, does. it makes our calves and look the, really. And, and the booty. And the booty. Yeah. It, it just it, lifts everything. <laughs> <laughs> lifts it all up. Um, yeah. No, just a little. But I tell you what, like they're crushing it. Like like you said, they're making heels and they're not just mm. making shoes. They're not just making flip flops and sandals. So we just did a full Dr. Scholl's. You know, hire me. Uh, commercial. I think that they should sponsor the show. We, I think we should just, we're going to send them the <laughs> show and just say, you should sponsor Grit and Grace. And, and we, every woman that comes in, we will talk about their shoes for women. And we could also be your we could models. be we could we could be your feet models. So. I mean, we have nice we have nice toes. Yeah. I, I mean, think I, I think my Instagram's up to like a thousand followers now, so <laughs> I'm well known <laughs> and worth a lot of money. Oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about more about the values that you hold in your industry because I know that you've come across lots of different instances um, in the work that you do that have tested the boundaries of your values. Mm-hmm. So give us an example of what that's been like and how you stand true to your values. Yeah, you know. For me, um, it's always a very clear message for me that business is first. Mm. Business is first. And I don't mean like, I, I don't mean that as in like I'm money hungry and like business is first. No, and you're like talking about professionalism. Like, I'm talking professionalism. Yeah. And this is very important for women to hear. Um, that has to be just so obvious of, a, of, a, of an energy that you wear everywhere, every day. Um, and you know, how you do your business is, is how you do your business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that is the beauty of it, right? Like if you, if you have certain, certain morals, certain beliefs, if you, um, you know, gain your confidence a certain way, um, by, you know, doing certain things, never get rid of that. Like, you know, all, all we have, or let me say that. So you're saying not to compromise who never, you never, really are for anybody. Never compromise, you know, I've found, um, and, and everyone's different, but you know, there are certain ways that I, I gain my confidence and, and build my confidence as a professional. Um, and I will never compromise those things no matter what setting I'm in or office I'm in or or who I work with, because at the end of the day, none of them matter. Mm -hmm. It is about you and Mm -hmm. your work and your career and your reputation and all of those things. And only, you know, what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. I think the workplace is getting much better with that. They are getting a lot more understanding of 
you know, we need to really build on people's strengths and not their weaknesses, or right. we need to let people be their own individuals right. because they're going to bring their best to the table in right. the workplace when we give them the freedom to do so. I know that not every office is like that still. We have some work to do, um, but it also starts with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you are put into those compromising situations, don't fold. Mm-hmm. Don't fold because you set the precedence for yourself. You know. Yeah, and I I have a, this conversation a lot because I think that we are in a time right now when women are we are striving for more. Mm. You know, we are we are demanding more. We're demanding equal equality in all kinds of ways. And not that we haven't been demanding equality, we have been demanding yeah. equality, but now we're demanding equality as we are. Not to say we want to be equal to men so we're going to become men. We want to be equal yeah. as women, for sure. which which is kind of a different thing actually. It's a very different thing. And then the 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 sep- the second part of that that I feel like oftentimes that we're not addressing is that we have to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't just demand opportunity. We have to be willing to do the work to get there. It, it, and that, and I think that mm-hmm. for a lot of women, it's hard to step outside of our comfort zone to do that. And so we, in some ways, we have work to do. And I, I wrote an article on LinkedIn recently about this because I think that, you know, part of the problem that some companies face is that even though they have opportunities for women, they're not applying. And even if they bring in new programs, the women aren't taking advantage of Well, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's a lot of studies around that. And Mm. what they say is that a a man will look at an open position Mm -hmm. and he may only qualify 20% of the requirements, Mm -hmm. but he's going to apply anyway. Whereas Mm -hmm. a woman is like, if I don't meet every single requirement, she's not going to apply. She's not even going to apply. I literally quoted that statistics that was, Mm -hmm. that was done. It was, I think it was a uh, HP study that was done. They gave that information. And that's really curious to me. So that's why I say we need to do the work. Like Mm. we, we as women need to shift our mindset, because what you're saying is find your confidence, however it is, because for everyone that's different, right? Find your confidence and build your confidence by knowing what your values are and where you're willing to compromise and where you're willing to not. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter if you are a professional like yourself or an entrepreneur like me, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You have values. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things that came up that I wanted to to bring up because I know that you have faced this as much as I have. Is that two different stigmas happen when you're like us, where we're blonde, we are, you know, we fit what people consider a mold of a certain size and type. Although I I don't believe that women's beauty should be judged upon that, mm-hmm. but yeah. it is um, where it you're is. either where you're either looked at as not as intelligent because you have a certain level of attractiveness. Number one. Or number two, that if that's the case, that you are then available to be looked at as something more than professional. Yeah. Yeah, sister, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just recently there. I I was recently there the last time we did this. Mm -hmm. And I think the story I told then was me firing a a client Mm -hmm. because he was inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll I'll tell you, my my first job uh, in commercial real estate um, was down in Atlanta and, uh, God bless that city, by the way. <laughs> I mean, they need, they, they just need time <laughs> to, to get there. I, I, I blame a little bit on that, but, uh, no, I, I mean, I, man, I just, I love this story. I really do. Mm. Uh, I was a broker at that firm. I was broke. It was a small firm. Mm-hmm. There were 10 of us in that office. You know, it was very small. But again, I was the only female uh, in that office. And in in this industry, you're you're spending time out of the office a lot. You're taking meetings with new people. You're um, doing client tours. You're going to events. You're, you're just out of the office a lot. 
So the guys were always out of the office, taking meetings, whatever. I, I, I was new, so I was like getting there. But when I would leave the office, take a lunch with somebody, do a meeting, I would come back into the office. And the first thing out of some of their mouths were making jokes like, were you out getting your hair done? Did you have a pedicure appointment? Were you shopping? Mm. Instead of, and I'm like, no, I'm out making money. I'm out doing the same stuff that you're doing because I hold the exact same title as, as you. Um, and again, I don't know where that comes from. I mean, sure, like I like to shop, okay? I'm, I'm never mm -hmm. gonna not say that. However, the moment that you, and I'll go out and shop after hours, weekends, whatever, but the moment that though you no longer see me as a professional, I get pissed. Mm. I get pissed because I'm out here working just as hard as you um, and there's still that stereotype around mm -hmm. women, my, yeah, my, mean, my, just, my, my your work ethic or, mm -hmm. or yeah. Like why can't I have both of those things? It's kind of like we either have to be one or the other, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to be one of the guys and you do everything that they do and they, which, which I do by mm -hmm. the way, <laughs> like I'm, I'm a very, like, I'm a guy's girl, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a lot so of ways and you I are so too, relate, yeah. right? So we do all those things mm -hmm. at the same time though. I'm very feminine. And for some reason, like those don't really collide well. I'm noticing it a lot, yeah. you know, even with the way women dress, like mm -hmm. you could have an executive, let's just say Merrill Lynch. Okay. Female say she's like a senior vice president, vice president, whatever. Guarantee you one day when she wants to say she wants to wear a pink suit, mm -hmm. right? Guarantee you her professionalism drops, drops yeah. or, or, or the, in the, the eyes of, of people that are there with her, not sure. the world as a whole, but the people in her immediate surrounding, it, it does. And they it, think, they think of her differently because it's a little bit out there. Yep. It's yep. And it's I, like, I'll tell you like, like pregnant women, yeah. their, their, uh, you know, dedication to the job kind of mm -hmm. disappears when they want to start a family and they have, I, I see it all the time. It drives me crazy. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Well, it drives you crazy that there's this impression that that's how it's going to be. Right. I, I this is such an important topic. I, mm -hmm. you know, you know that I've put together this new tribe called Taverly's Tribe and I'm bringing mm -hmm. together all these female experts that work in different areas of business or coaching mm -hmm. or service providing for female professionals or entrepreneurs. And you know, this, this is why we're doing this because I think that what we do, because you and I both know that this exists mm -hmm. and, and intuitively we know this. So we dim ourselves yeah. to blend. To, oh to, yeah. And I, I'll, I'll tell you that, um, I worked for an organization for a long time called NADA, which I loved. It was an international trade association mm -hmm. in the automotive sector. So I worked with all men. Yeah. And at, at one point for the last chunk of time, there was the president and CEO and I, I did, I did try to stand out as less of a woman. I mean, I would dress, you know, more, I would dress down. Mm -hmm. I often tried to keep my hair up. I would, I would dress in a way that wouldn't make me stand out yeah. more than yeah. I already yeah. did. Or get you judged. Yeah. Um, and, and, and near the end of my, my time there, and I, I loved the people that I worked with at the end, um, because I definitely, I stopped that for a while. And actually that's when all my relationships there got better. Mm. When I really just was who, who I, I am, yeah. which is a woman. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and let's, let's address another point that I think rarely gets talked about. And I, I think is more prevalent today than it was like 10 years ago. Um, when, you know, like the me too movement and everything mm. started coming out is how men are now, you know, 
in, in interacting with women, right? I, I think mm. like I've had this conversation a lot with men and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they show me some signs of, you know, they want, they want to be the jokester in the office. They want to be whatever. So, so I, I do that or I just say nothing in hopes that nothing I say is offensive or, and so in that situation, um, or if, or if that's not the situation for us women, going back to what we were saying, you have to be yourself and, and authentically demand the, no, just, just the, the, you're, you're talking about the path of being who you are, right? Yeah. Just being who you are and, and demand that that be okay for yourself. And the only person who can determine that is you, right? We, we allow other people to make the decisions mm-hmm. for us that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, when we do what we know is right for us, that's where this, that's where the magic and the solution is. Yeah. And the other thing is there's one very unique thing that women have that men do not, that we need to tap into more and to me that is our intuition that is our feminine side Mm, you know we we know when we're being ourselves and we know when we're not Mm -hmm. we we know when something feels right when something doesn't feel right and we don't often act upon that for fear of how other people will see us Mm -hmm. and I would encourage people to stop doing that Um, yeah you know we we have the ability to know we have the ability to see we have the ability to be ourselves but the first thing is to be able to look at the mirror and be comfortable with you being you absolutely so let's go back to the story when you fired a client (laughs) i'm going right back to that because we missed that part i know i'm bringing it back because that's a Um, good story yeah you know so and and i'm not the only woman in this situation so i i love sharing the story because it's it's not just my industry i mean Mm -hmm. most let's be real most industries are male dominated so Mm -hmm. this is a very applicable story but you know i'm i'm with my field of work i represent people Mm -hmm. right so um you know i i had a particular client uh who i was working with with somebody else in my office great guy um chad kolar He's amazing. I call Hello, him. Chad, whoever you are. Hello, Chad. Hello, Chad. Hope, yeah, I'll, I'll tell him to watch this. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you're, you're taking a lot of calls with, with people. And um, I didn't, I, I forgot to announce myself on this call. It wasn't intentional. I just, like, I was listening in on the mm. call. I was in there taking some quick notes um, and going back to work. And, you know, we were almost done with this deal. You know, we found a great space for this, this client and their business. And uh, he's, he's a fun guy, our, mm-hmm. our client. Big fun guy, loves to party. And, uh, you know, he was talking about throwing a big party. He wanted to wrap up the deal, right, so we can get going. And then he was going to throw this big party, you know, when it, when it was all said and done. And he says on the call to my partner, um, <laughs> And then invite Brielle and tell her to wear some short shorts and some high heels. And I have never seen my partner get off the phone so quickly with anyone. I mean, he completely dismissed it. And then afterwards, of course, him and I chatted and it's like, look, he's like, look, I'll handle this however you want me to, but I'm letting you know, like, God bless him for this because Mm -hmm. I want to let you know, you have free reign to handle this however you want. Right, which I really appreciated because I because know that, in a lot that, of that client did not know you were on the call. He did not know yeah. I was on the call because okay. you were just taking he, notes. He, Sometimes he, we he sit in our meetings. It was like boy yeah. talk, you know what yeah. I mean? Like from like, doesn't matter. It does, but doesn't matter. But yeah. that's what he thought, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, <laughs> this our our client wanted to you know meet with me and like apologize, you know, because my partner told him I was on the call and I heard it. 
right? So then he was mortified and like wanted to apologize. And so we took a meeting and, um, you know, my, my partner just sat back and he was like, this is Brielle's, right? I'm not even doing anything. And uh, what, what pissed me off was the client said, after he just ran his mouth and said a bunch of stuff I didn't care about, then he says, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings with what I said. And I just, I, I saw my partner go, and I, and I, I stood up immediately. I said, name, you, I'm not going to swear. F my feelings is what I said. I said, F my feelings. You got in the way of my business. And when you interfere with my business, then I get pissed. We can go out and have fun all day. We can go to happy hours. We can go out on the weekends. I don't care. But the moment you get in the way of my business and no longer see me as a professional or treat me like a professional, I'm going to say something. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, that that comment resonated with him and he, you know, he apologized. But I didn't want to move forward past mm-hmm. that. Right. I wanted to send the message because I, I was still pretty new at, at Cressa when this happened. Mm. I wanted to send the message that I don't tolerate that. I will drop you. And mind you, that cost me money. Mm-hmm. I no longer made money. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I basically sent a commission out the door willingly. So, you know, I was, I was mad about that, but that didn't matter to me. What, what mattered to me was the precedent and making it known that that is never tolerable in my book of business. I don't want to be associated with anyone. How, however hard you apologize afterwards or not, that will not happen. And I don't want that in my playbook. I don't want that in my book of business. So I dropped him and I, I made sure it was okay with my partner. Cause that's, that was his loss too, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I said, okay, then, then if, if you're cool with it, this is what I want. This is actually just an example of what women face in so many different situations. And I'm, first of all, I'm super proud of you for standing by your value as a professional because it's hard to do that. It's hard. Oh, yeah. You made, it's, you made the hard decision, not yeah. the, it, it, and it's not easy in any which way, but there are so many women that face that in their jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they stand up, they lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This, this is, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you are, you know, your message about sharing that in an example of, of, how you can make a decision and stand by your values and take a sacrifice for it stands for a lot. Although, you know, it probably hope maybe, well, let me correct that. Hopefully it changed the way that he treated the next female professional that came along. Oh yeah. And it certainly changed the way he, you know, followed up with, with me afterwards and, Mm -hmm. you know, is, and then, and then he, you know, he ended up saying, what can I do for you? I said, well, you know, after I told him we're not moving forward, so we're, we're done. I said, any interactions with you and I here on out of the utmost professionalism from you mm-hmm. and anyone moving forward. Yeah. I think that, I think that this is just a topic we could talk a lot about. It's, you know, I've had several instances in my career where I, I went along with certain things that were going on because when you work in a industry like yours and like the one that I used to work in, when there's a lot of men together that travel or party together, Mm -hmm. they like to do certain things Mm -hmm. as groups of men. And because I wanted to blend in those early years, I I just became one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And so, which means, you know, it was pretty hard to see that happen because people that you knew were married, that you respected, that, mm-hmm. you know, whose, whose respect you had for them professionally was completely diminished when you realized what happens when the shoes came off and the ties came off and everybody went out to party. And I, at some point, stopped. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to, I'm not actually going to go. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to do that type of socializing after our business time, because to me, it was disrespecting myself to kind of just sit back and feel like, hmm, my whole impression of everything you stand for just changed. And it happened mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that our sectors are not the only ones that that's happened. And, and that was, that was probably one of the hardest things for me was to see the way that, um, that kind of behavior well, went down. You know, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm still very young in my career, but you know, I, I don't know where it came from, but when I graduated college, you know, I was like sexism and like unprofessional behavior in the, in the mm. workplace. Um, it's something you, you hear about and you, you certainly like learn about, but for some reason, when I was ready to start my career, I was not anticipating to really experience it. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, that won't happen to me. Or there's no way that's as prevalent as it is. Like, I, I don't know. I had this disconnect from it. And I mean, I saw it in my first year as a working professional, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And you know, that was obviously in the 21st century. Like this is, you know, it, but we've been dealing with this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think it it absolutely starts with the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I are not unique to it. I, I think that what is unique is that there's a safe place now in society for women to come forward and say that this is not okay and find support. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think that that's probably what's needed in a lot of cases if a woman is to, feels like she's going to lose her job, if she has been, and I mean, there's, there's, even verbal comments like you're talking about it should not happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's this is this is this is not okay. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I I went to a TED talk recently, mm. and um, I saw this woman named uh, Jamie Newton, and she's local. She's here in uh, Denver. I've met with her outside of the. T- I, when I saw her TED talk, I said, okay, I got to get drinks with this chick. Like yeah. at the minimum, we we got to be friends. You know, like I hope we talk about work. I hope we talk about what she does, whatever. But like. I think she's dope. Right? Yeah. So, so I, um, I found her information like a stalker. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, I may have done that. I get it. Yes, me too. I, it, that just means you're resourceful. Let's well, use the word resourceful instead of stalker. It's y- probably yeah, better. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, so anyway, so, so Jamie, I, I, you know, got drinks with her and she, in her Ted talk, um, she made a really good point and called out a certain statistic. I don't remember what the statistic was, but she said, we are still in this time of when a woman says something, it is not believed. And it's not just not believed by men. It's not believed by women. Women are equally as guilty of this. Mm. And, and like women not being credible. Like you, you saw that, that topic come up when uh, the Me Too movement mm-hmm. came back um, cause so many women had been coming out about like these exact offenders mm-hmm. years prior to when me too really took off mm-hmm. and no one believed him. People shrugged off. Now, granted that could be because I mean, there was a lot of money on the mm-hmm. line and like mm-hmm. people in p- yeah. great positions. It of wasn't power, like it was just an was average a- Joe. They were all talking about right, right, right. right. But they're there. I mean, it's when she said that I was like, Oh my God, she's right. Yeah. When like women just aren't credible. And I, I don't know if that's because we, you know, we've, tend to be a little dramatic, right? Well, no, Sometimes. I, I don't think that people actually want to believe that this is true. I think that's more what it is. That the fact, the moment that we start, the moment that we we say, yes, every single time a woman has come forward and said that this has happened to her, I think that the weight of letting that sink in 
mm-hmm. because we all can identify in some way, shape, or form. Oh, I God, mean, yeah. I the statistics God, yeah. are way wrong because oh, yeah. I do not know a single woman that has not experienced some type of harassment because she's a woman. I don't either. It's a, I mean, I don't know a single one. It's, and right, so but I think accepting that and us acknowledging it makes us face it ourselves, mm-hmm. which is really hard for women to do because mm-hmm. in some cases it's much worse than what you and I have faced. Right. It's much worse. Mm-hmm. Or it the weight of the fact that this is what we live in. It's it, it makes it makes us a little bit ill in our soul. Yeah. Oh, it is. So I mean, that was that was her whole point. It is so ingrained mm-hmm. in our society and culture that women are guilty of it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that like my little ears went Mm. Oh my God, <laughs> that, yeah. that is, that is horrifying. I love to that me. you did your ears on the top and, of your head. Oh, yeah. Like a, like a, what, what's that? Like a bunny? Was, oh, are those yeah, bunny yeah, ears? Yeah. Your no, ears are over here. Whatever. Whatever. We'll call, we'll, bunny ears. Every part of me stuck up. <laughs> yeah. I, but I think that the way that we're talking about this is part of the solution. People need to talk about it mm-hmm. and we need to support each other and, and create safe spaces for it. And, mm-hmm. And that's with the way technology allows us to communicate. That's totally possible. Yeah. Yeah. You're amazing. Well, thank you so much. I love, I love coming to talk to you. I think I know. you're incredible. I think you're incredible. I like your message. I like your, your work ethic. I like your passion for what you do. I think that you have a lot more conversations like this um, in, in your future because your message is powerful and strong and you are, um, you know, you are in a position to be able to have other people hear from you on how to be their best self as a woman. And I think that that's mm-hmm. a message that needs to be heard. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank, thank you for saying you. that. Well, thank you for coming to talk to me again. Yes. Tell people, pleasure. tell people how they can find you on social media. So yeah, my social media, I have uh, an Instagram account. It's called Denver office space. It's mm-hmm. a little bit me, uh, mostly Denver, um, you know, buildings, cool space, what's trending, um, clients of mine, fun stuff. So you can find me there at Denver office space. Uh, my LinkedIn, Brielle Drellick. We'll put the link in the show. The notes. link will be yeah. on there. That is all I have. For and you the know, I social. have one last question for you. The most important question of the day. Are you ready? I guess, you know, it's the same question I asked all my guests. So hopefully you know what it is. What is your percentage of grit and grace? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, She's like, I forgot that part was coming. And it has to be equal? Like it has to equal 100? Well, I mean, <laughs> you can make it equal whatever you want, honey. Okay. It's totally up to um, you. I, I, I'm absolutely... I mean, you could be 100 and 100. I mean, that's No, just... like I, I... Well, that was my answer. Okay. 100, 100. <laughs> and she... I, I... There's... You are the person that I would say that fits that. Yes. Oh, thank you. A five. Yeah. I give it to you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Grit and Grace. We'll be back soon hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all the exciting things that are happening because we're going to be bringing you new stuff on the Himalaya app, which is only going to be available there at different times as it comes out. So thank you again for listening. And I want to tell you one special thing about Himalaya. As a social impact entrepreneur, one thing I appreciate about them the most is that they are not only focused on you as the listener and what matters to you, but they allow you to support your favorite podcasters and we totally feel your love. So thank you very much. Studio provided by Be Creative Media and Learning Lab in Lakewood. This amazing video is provided by Janine at Tailwind Media. 
podcast notes and editorial provided by the podcast maven and my friend les helps with all the post-production and if you're looking for information on any of this amazing tribe of people that help bring you the show let me know and i'll be happy to get you their information and you can find me i'm tauber lee and all that i do with tauber lee's tribe or at corporate cause agency at tauberlee.com that's t-a-h-v-e-r-l-e-e.com